Welcome to Making the Rounds, a podcast by the American Medical Association. I'm Maria Lisa, last year's winner of the AMA Research Challenge, which is the largest national multi-specialty research event for medical students, residents, and international medical graduates. Today's interview features one of this year's five finalists for the 2022 AMA Research Challenge, interviewed by AMA senior news writer, Brendan Murphy. Hello, and welcome to Making the Rounds by the American Medical Association. I'm Brendan Murphy, senior news writer here at the AMA. Today we are interviewing Kanata Chaudhry, a finalist for the 2022 AMA Research Challenge. Kanata is an MD-PhD student doing the research portion of her studies at University at Buffalo's Jacobs School of Medicine and Biomedical Sciences. Hello, Kanata. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you. Kanata is one of five finalists in the AMA Research Challenge. Her poster is entitled... The Aerial Hydrocarbon Receptor as a Novel Therapeutic Target in Neuroblastoma. Kanata, we're looking forward to hearing so much about your research, so let's get started with a few questions. Could you tell us a little bit about this topic, why it appealed to you, and how you got involved in the research challenge? Yes, um, I became very interested in cancer biology when I was an undergraduate student at the University of Vermont. And um, later, I watched my mom get diagnosed and treated for breast cancer. So um, I was drawn to Roswell Park Comprehensive Cancer Center for my MD-PhD studies. Um, And currently, I'm working in the lab of Dr. Anna Bianchi Smeralia, where I'm studying neuroblastoma, which is the most common extracranial tumor in children. And there is a desperate need for novel therapies for neuroblastoma because despite the fact that these patients receive intensive multimodality treatments that are really toxic, approximately half of these high-risk patients die due to relapses. Um, And these relapses occur from resistance to existing therapies, such as retinoic acid. Um, And MCN is one of the major drivers of neuroblastoma disease progression. Patients that have MCN amplification have poor prognosis and poor response to retinoic acid treatments, and that makes MCN a very attractive drug target, but there's no drugs that can currently target MCN. And so much of the research that's focused now is on understanding how can we indirectly target MCN. So in my current project, um, our, our work identifies the aryl hydrocarbon receptor, or AHR, which is a transcription factor as a novel therapeutic target in neuroblastoma. We found that AHR is a novel tumor promoter that regulates MCN and alters response to retinoic acid treatments. And a very exciting part of our work is that we are using clofazamine, which is currently FDA approved for the treatment of drug-resistant tuberculosis and lepromatous leprosy as a novel AHR antagonist. And clofazamine is um, given orally in patients. It's very safe with minimal side effects and it's very cost effective. It only costs $20 a month. And we found that clofazamine treatment decreased neuroblastoma growth, it reduced MCN levels, and it improved response to retinoic acid treatment. So clofazamine could be a potential and promising new therapy that could be rapidly repurposed for neuroblastoma patients in the clinic. In terms of the AMA research challenge, I I kind of became involved by accident. 
Um, I'm usually on the lookout for opportunities to enrich my academic experience. And one day I received some emails from the AMA advertising this research challenge. And without thinking too much about it, I decided to submit an abstract. And so I'm very grateful to have been selected as a finalist. And I'm very happy that I can share my work and educate people about this very important topic. Well, we're glad to have you. And this is, of course, a very important topic. It is certainly an ambitious topic for a medical student to take on. What were some of the challenges you encountered in doing this research? So day to day in the lab, it's normal to experience technical challenges. For example, the reagent that you use doesn't work, or when you, you start a new assay, you have to spend time optimizing it for your particular experiment. And I've experienced many of those technical challenges. But apart from that, some of the challenges that were unexpected um, before I came to this project were just related to studying a pediatric cancer because there's less resources and less funding opportunities available in this area compared to adult cancers like breast or longer prostate cancer. And we are the first lab at Roswell Park to study neuroblastoma. And so many things have to be built from the ground up. For example, we recently acquired human neuroblastoma patient samples from the children's oncology group, but it took us more than six months to even get those samples before we can start doing experiments. Um, we also don't have all of the mouse models. There's an, a genetic model of MCAN amplified neuroblastoma, but we don't have the money or resources to establish the colony yet. But fortunately, we have been very um, grateful to collaborate with other physicians and scientists who are helping us. And one of our collaborators on this project is Dr. Michelle Haber, who is the director of the Children's Cancer Institute in Sydney, Australia. And she's a world-renowned expert in this area. She's helping us with some of the experiments in human neuroblastoma patient samples. Well, that is all pretty fascinating work you're doing. And as I said, it's, it's really impressive that you're doing it as a trainee. Looking at your experience and how it might be valuable to other trainees, what advice would you offer to medical students or residents even who are conducting research on a highly technical topic like you did? I think my biggest piece of advice in general for anyone who wants to do research is um, to choose a supportive mentor. And I've been very grateful to have a very supportive mentor, Dr. Ana Bianchi Smralia, who without her guidance and support, I don't think we could be, I could be successful. For highly technical topics, I think it's very important to get de dedicated one-on-one -on -one mentoring from a more experienced person who is willing to teach you techniques at the bench. Um, and I've had that opportunity to get close mentoring and it really helped me become efficient in the lab so that I could focus on answering questions rather than struggling to learn the techniques. I also think it's very important not to be afraid to ask for help and to be resourceful. Um, a few months ago, I was working on an experiment no one in my lab had done before. And um, I ended up finding a paper where it was successfully done at another institute. So I emailed that professor and he very generously shared his protocol with me so because of his help, we were able to make good progress on the project. So certainly you can build off the work and success of others, and it does seem like there are willing mentors and willing faculty members elsewhere, other researchers who are just working to advance this type of work. 
in that vein, what do you see for the next steps in this t- in this particular research project? Mm-hmm. So we definitely have much more to do and my project and my findings open up so much more questions. So right now we are working on testing the efficacy of clofazamine alone and in combination with retinoic acid in a mouse model to see if um, AHR inhibition with clofazamine can enhance retinoic acid effectiveness in reducing tumor growth in vivo. Um, We just started this experiment last week, so we should get an answer in the next week or two. Um, We're also doing a lot of experiments right now to understand the mechanisms by which AHR regulates neuroblastoma differentiation and how it regulates MCN. Um, Very interestingly, we found that AHR acts as an epigenetic regulator and that it acts as a chromatin remodeler. And so that's going to be very important to understanding how we can develop even better therapies for neuroblastoma. Ultimately, um, if our mouse experiments work with clofazamine, we would like to start clinical trials in patients with clofazamine. Sounds like you got a good idea where this is going to head in terms of the work. You took care of the nation. It's time for the nation to take care of you. The AMA stood by America's physicians and patients during the pandemic, and we're not stopping there. We're fixing prior authorization, leading the charge on Medicare payment reform, supporting telehealth, fighting scope creep, and reducing physician burnout. It's time to rebuild, and the AMA is ready. To learn more about the AMA Recovery Plan for America's Physicians, go to ama-assn.org slash time to rebuild. In terms of your career, how will this research impact where you see yourself going? Will it affect your specialty choice? Yeah, so I've always been um, dedicated and committed or interested in becoming a physician scientist, um, but not really sure what field I wanted to focus on. Um, This research experience has motivated me to focus in pediatric oncology, which is a very understudied area in the research area. Um, I just think that there's a major need for new therapies and helping a pediatric cancer patient gives them life throughout their whole life. And I think that is really special. Um, So for my future career, I want to see and care for pediatric cancer patients in the hospital. But I also want to run a lab where I can pursue the kinds of projects that I am right now. Um, I want to understand the mechanisms that drive cancer progression and how we can use that to develop new therapies. And ultimately, I'd like to work at a cancer center that allows me to bring my research findings to the clinic through clinical trials. That is really some vital work. And I know that both patients and the profession will appreciate your contributions to that realm of medicine. Um, What else should our listeners know about your journey in medicine? Um, I'd say that while I've always had a focus to become a physician scientist, I've definitely experienced bumps along the way. Um, I was admitted to medical school very late, and I doubted my ability to get accepted into MD-PhD programs, and I feel very lucky that I've had this opportunity. Um, And when I got into the lab, um, I experienced difficulties. My project didn't go anywhere for two years. I had a lot of rejected grant applications. I had an advisor move away, so I had to start again from scratch. 
But I believe that if you're really dedicated and you're really passionate about what you do and you keep working hard and trying, that you'll eventually be able to reach your goals. Um, and I think it's important to find the right environment and surround yourself with people who have your best interest and support you. I'm very grateful for my mentor, Dr. Anna Bianchi Smaralia, for her support on this project. And I'm also very grateful for um, the support that I've received from the MD-PhD program at the Jacobs School of Medicine, including Dr. Rob Taylor and Dr. Suzanne Lechek. Um, they really cared for me during the challenging times. It does sound like it does take a village, and it's so wonderful that you've been able to find that sort of support system. Mm-hmm. Here's our last question, and it's one of my favorites to ask. Um, as our listeners may know, the AMA Research Challenge winner is presented a $10,000 grand prize presented by Laurel Road. Let's say you are that winner. What would you do with that prize money? So medical school is very expensive. Um, I think that I'll be using the funds to fund the rest of my medical education, including um, paying for USMLE exams and applying for residency programs. Of course, that's a very practical response. And uh, for our listeners, this has been wonderful to hear about your research. Thank you so much for sharing your work with us today, Kanata. Thank you so much for having me. Remember to tune into the finals of the AMA Research Challenge on December 7th to see Kanata and four other finalists present their work to a panel of expert judges for the chance to win that grand prize. This has been Making the Rounds, a podcast by the American Medical Association. I am AMA Senior News Writer Brendan Murphy. Thank you for listening. Join us on December 7th at 7 p.m. Central Time to see all five finalists present their research to an elite panel of judges. The overall winner will receive a $10,000 grand prize sponsored by Laurel Road. For full details, visit ama-assn.org research22.